0: Hey guys, it's Robert Gardner again. I'm here with Jarrett Phelps. Uh, Jarrett contacted me, uh, wanted to do a podcast. So I was having this debate. I'm like, is it my podcast or is it Jarrett's podcast? And it's like, well, I guess it's our podcast now. (laughs) So uh, Jarrett, can you introduce yourself and uh, give the audience a little bit of an idea of like who you are and what you do? Yep, for
1: sure. Um, my name again is Jared Phelps and I am a whole, I call myself a holistic health coach. I basically help people first and foremost move better. That's like my favorite thing in the world is just movement. And then, um, I also, um, help people do that through online courses as well as in-person, uh, manual therapy. So if I were to sum myself up into a nutshell without going too far into it, that's exactly what I do. Cool.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I had a chance, like I said, I was looking over your social media trying to get like an idea of, you know, what we might be discussing. And it, it all looked pretty interesting to me.
1: Nice, nice. So, so what about yourself? How would you describe yourself? Because it took me a while to just say manual therapist slash holistic health coach. And it just depends on like who I'm talking to and how I would define myself. Because I also do some other things and we'll, we'll get to that too. But um, how would you describe yourself? Or if you were in
2: an elevator or Uber and somebody's like, what do you do?
0: Um, I'm an online entrepreneur who focuses on manual therapy education.
2: Okay. And it (laughs) it depends (laughs) on the audience. You
0: know this. It it depends on the audience. If I was at a party and said that, they're like, what? Like, what is he talking about? And I'm like... I started as a massage therapist, got into education, and now I'm teaching what I do through an online subscription service and teaching from four camera angles to an increasingly global audience.
2: Oh,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, one thing that I, to, uh, that I wanted to ask you, or, or really just, number one, kind of give you your flowers, first of all, um, because um, I, so I am actually a member of your reboot. Um, yeah. Right. So th- for those people that don't know what it is, it's basically it's basically an online uh, subscription where where uh, he basically charges seven bucks a month, which is extremely low. And it, this is like the most generous of information I've ever seen anybody do. Um You give so much information. I think at one point I heard you say this might have been recent that you have over like 600 hours. 800. It's,
0: it's well over
1: 800 now. Yeah. 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 There's so much there's so much information on there. And in a in an industry like um, manual therapy and massage, where did you kind of get the idea to give away the quote unquote secrets? Because I've talked to so many other people and I'm kind of the same way. Like I'll give this stuff away and I want people to get better. But in this industry, it kind of seems like uh, people want to hoard the secrets when they really are none.
2: Yeah.
0: So let, let me let me clarify this. So How did I get the
1: idea?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well,
1: well, yeah. How did you get the idea that you were going to start to um, teach massage, number one, online when typically most people wouldn't even think of it? So here's here's how that process
0: happened. Um, I started teaching in person classes. And when I started teaching in person classes, I said, Man, I need like a a workbook. And the workbook was just a concretization, a physical thing that went over the sequence I was kind of teaching the students to get started. So at that time, I was married, and my wife's son, Austin, um, I had a pair of like uh, trunks or something, and I literally took a Sharpie and drew like the send lines on him and like took photos. Mm -hmm. And then I took those photos and wrote some basic text about what we were addressing and stuff and threw it together in some kind of PDF or something. And then we had a workbook and then I I used to print them out and like three hole punch them and stick them in a binder and I'd give it to the student and the student was looking at it and he's like, man, I don't know. I, I wish I had a more professional workbook. And I was like offended I'm like, what do you, you don't learn time you don't learn this from some workbook? You learn about working on people. What are you talking about? And then I thought about it and I'm like, hmm. Because it was the first thing I ever created. Mm-hmm. Like it like it wasn't like a, a service, you know, or whatever. Like it was the first kind of basically the beginnings of an info product, like a workbook, a tangible thing. And I went. Could I get somebody to take better photos and then have like a more, I'm like, yeah, I, totally. I could do that. And I talked to um, a friend of mine and a, a student who was a yoga student, friend of mine, colleague and client. Um, and when I talked to Ann, she was doing wedding photography. So I was like, Anne, can you like take photos? And then she kind of knew what I was doing because she was a client, a student. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. And we worked out a fee. She, We went into a studio, I shot the photos, and then I took my text and edited it. I put stuff underneath with like anatomy, and that became the free time massage workbook that I give away on the website. Okay. That really became the beginning, where it was like you created a thing, and then after that workbook came out, it was like, okay, now I can print copies, which is a retail thing. But then I had a PDF and I was like, people don't know what time massage is. I was like, let me just give it away for free and then like get an email. And this was, this is 12 years ago. Like this is, this is a long time ago when this started. So this was the genius moment. You had a free workbook. I went all over Facebook at that time and gave away that free workbook and collected thousands of emails in like a week Mm
2: -hmm. and went.
0: Like I, at that time I was collecting where they were from, by the way, it was all over earth. Cause, Cause I'm a body worker, right? Like I don't, I didn't know anything about digital distribution. Once that process started, it was like, wait a second, I can make videos to go with the workbook. Then all the students said, we want table tie. And I'm like, why? The, the, the tables, ugh, we're trying to get away from that. You don't understand. Like We don't understand where we're going. And they're like, we want table tie. So I was like, okay, another workbook, another DVD, another workbook, another DVD, another workbook, another DVD. Everything started to slowly, for better or worse, be eaten by this camera. And part Mm. of it was I realized people had their clothes on, you could film and photo document everything. And then it was like, I remember I used to take out my camera and one lavalier microphone and I would make a YouTube video
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and it was like this production process. It was like this, okay, Jared, we're going to make a video. You know, we're going to take up. Okay. Now tell them what you want to talk about. And you know, you make this little video. And then I went, wait a second, why don't I just film the whole class? Yeah. Like, why (laughs) am I spent, like just film the whole class and then sell them the recordings. And people were like, but you're going to give them the secrets. I'm like, secrets? I've been trying to give this shit away for like 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> like That is basically how it, pro- how it started. Once that workbook came out and you saw sort of digital distribution, I looked at the business differently, and it's continued to expand and morph, I'd say, in like the last 12 years. That's really how it started. Once we right. had something that went out digitally, I understood more about the interconnection between in-person and online and social media and hands-on.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, did you have anybody or I, I guess a mentors, um, number one in like, massage that kind of led you towards that way or you just had like somebody that taught you, uh, massage, Thai massage, whatever. And then, um, and then you kind of figured that out on your own. Yeah. The, the,
0: the digital side was something that um, I, I studied body work with various teachers, the mm-hmm. digital side, I had to start looking outside of the industry. And one of the things that happened is like when you say mentors, I've got a lot of friends and colleagues and, you know, people that I talk with regularly. And Austin, of course, is a big tech hub for those that don't know that. So uh, one of my clients in particular is a very high end programmer. And when my business started to shift towards the digital, he basically grabbed me and pulled me aside and said, you don't you don't understand what you're dealing with. And I'm like, what? Because he could see the business shifting from this in-person, brick-and-mortar, hands-on thing to Mm. a digital business. Yeah. And the parameters around this like influence both, but it's like, this is just a different beast. So uh, in addition, I had friends, uh, a guy came in, a friend of mine, many years ago, and he's like, yo, man, you got to watch this video of this guy. He talks about all the stuff you talk about. And it was Gary V. And I was like... Mm who is this?
2: (laughs) And I was like,
0: wow, he sounds like me. Like just very, he cursed. He like, he was very nice, but he like cut through the shit. And like, he talked about video production and social media and like kind of a guerrilla tactic when it came to connection with people. Uh, it's the same thing as, is, you know, to me, it's like with you, you know, you contacted me, said, Hey, can we do a podcast? And I'm like, sure. When? (laughs) A lot of people won't reach out because it's like they're afraid or or something. So um, Gary, in a big way, really put the nail in the coffin of some of the things I was thinking. And even though he's looking at business overall, it really applied for me within the industry I was in. And it's basically, how do I put this? I can see the rift in the massage industry over time in regards to digital stuff getting bigger and bigger by the day. Massage therapists are in my opinion based on what I see, they're actively fighting this. We don't mm-hmm. like we don't like this. We want to connect with people. And I'm like, this is digital connection and it scales globally and they're like, nope. I want to I want to connect with people hands on. I'm like, all right.
2: Go do that. Like you can market you can market like it's a yellow pages, but go ahead.
1: No, I was saying, that's exactly how I found you. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, and, and see, but that's the thing. This is what's hilarious. The same massage therapists on Massage Entrepreneurs, a group I'm the admin of and created, by the way, <laughs> will, will argue with me, and here's the thing, they're arguing about something on the internet. They're mm-hmm. using the technology and criticizing it simultaneously and saying, this isn't about real connection. And I go, so why do you get so butthurt when I have opinions you don't like? Oh, it's like because the information on the internet actually is a form of connection. I know you think it's not. <laughs> but people, yeah. people are exchanging ideas and doing business. Like They're still having debates about business cards and door hangers. And I'm like, you want people to come and get naked for you so you can work with them on a table. And you think a door hanger is going to sway them? Like you can literally take out a phone and make an Instagram video that goes out to thousands of people that shows them your face, shows them your eye contact, shows them who you are
2: so they can choose to work with you and you want to talk about door hangers?
1: There's a lot of backwards thinking in that because I've always like, not always, but like once Instagram came out, I had it and I just didn't know what to do with it. I was still in college. And then once I graduated, I just, I was just putting stuff out constantly and just, yeah. just putting it out because I'm like, I don't know who this is going to reach. And I don't know if I like, at first I was just using it as a, like a, uh, a, a, almost like a diary, uh, or like a journal, if you will, to, to look at my stuff later. So it's like, okay, I can see my progression. Yeah. Um, and then what I realized was that like, It actually gives you credibility. Um, now, like I switched my YouTube channel from the one that's, that, uh, that I have now. But before I used to put some of my sessions up there. So when somebody would say like, Hey, what do you do? What could I expect if they had any questions? Literally, there was a session just like, just like you do. There's a session there and any question they had and or. Before I had like uh now what I do is I teach people to kind of do it on their own. Obviously, there's a there's a the need for a therapist, but like you know, people don't get work every week. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just not a thing. So leveraging the internet um has really been a game a game changer, especially recently for, for me now. Like on Instagram in the past like, I don't know, six months, I grew my following to a ridiculous number um that I never even saw. Like before I was like, I just went a thousand people online to follow me because then i can i can start growing the business a little bit more and i struggled to get a thousand and i like blew past a thousand went to like seven thousand then to like like almost forty thousand and then i realized there now when i'm selling my programs people are like other people are commenting on my post saying oh this stuff works and it's just like okay this is this is the proof i don't have to say much now, if somebody's asking you something i just go okay look here and um exactly and i and and i think like i don't i don't even know um like i started being more intentional about it when i started doing your um re- the uh, the the i don't know which, the the reboot.
0: reboot insiders club the private
1: facebook group exactly there, there we go um the exactly the um all the stuff on teachable because i actually that's where i got teachable from like <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then you said, oh, it, like so many things that you've said, like you've basically been like a mentor to me in like the distance because you were, you were like, Gary, Gary,
0: uh, Gary.
1: Right. Like you said something about, you know, um, I think it was, you were working with Kristen on um, something and you were like, you should have like a, a, a book or something like that. And I recently watched that maybe like two months ago. And i literally just finished the pdf it should be edited tonight so i have like a a pdf guide out kind of like not teaching people massage but teaching well i'm teaching people self massage so like through phone rolling and all and all that stuff so all the clients that you know come in sporadically now they can actually get lasting results because i have this pdf this pdf guide and i've sent some of that stuff to them already but it's like that digital footprint um it, it was really like bringing brand to mind. Yeah. And um yeah it, it was just it's just super interesting how um how how that how that happened. And now we're online speaking and I actually recently moved to Austin like two years ago. And then where, I reached Where did out. you move from by the way? New Jersey.
2: New Jersey, okay.
1: Yeah. So so like I, I was saying one of the one day to my girlfriend, I was like this guy that I've been following for a while is in Austin because I remember I think you we were saying something, and I was like, I should just reach out to him because <laughs> like, I'm trying to regrow my massage, my 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 the, the the manual therapy side of the business while integrating all the all the other stuff, and I'm like I should just talk to him, even though I'm in like all the stuff, and I'm like I know you do video and all this stuff, I'm like I, I should probably just like reach out. And and here we are. Like, and I don't even know how many. Maybe I was in there for two years in your group, or yeah. maybe two, or maybe longer. I don't. I don't know. Um. But yeah, it's it's just it's just interesting how, how like you were saying the um the the connection is out. like it's the first time we're ever
2: speaking.
0: Yeah. The <laughs> the thing when you talk about social media, <laughs> and I'm a former philosophy student, so I look at these things really deeply. It's just the current state of the internet. Massage therapists will tell me, especially massage entrepreneurs, no, I like word of mouth. I like word of mouth. And I'm like, this is word of mouth. What do you think a Google review is? What do you think a Yelp review is? This is digital word of mouth. Right. Like, I literally have to change names to, like, try to crack open their brain where they're like, it's a table. And I'm like, no, 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 it's a sky mat. <laughs> And they're like, what is a sky mat? And I'm like, a thing you call a table.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. And why do I call it a sky mat? Because I'm trying to get them to understand it's the same thing. It's just elevated. It's, it's the same thing. It's a sky mat. Because they think in this dualistic framework where it's online or it's in person and that's it. It's table yeah. or it's mat and that's it. And it's like they keep doing this thing and I have to keep changing language to like rip them like and shake them out of their torpor,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And I, I think I think um, that that's actually interesting that you said you were a philosophy student yeah. because um, I was going to ask like how do you how did you get such linear
2: linear thinking or non linear, uh, <laughs> lateral thinking, right? Because because
1: um, uh. what I, I realized what did you say?
0: Oh, no, I'm just I'm I'm having a, a brain gasm as you're talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, what I realize is that like a big part of what I do now, especially like talking about health and wellness, and this not for me. It isn't just manual therapy, right? It's that like I have to get people to change their worldview on, on things to even to even consider moving to the floor. Right. I mean, I, I do I do some table work and some and some mat work, but basically, what I what I stress to people is that I help you get out of pain. Yes. Like sh- the, the 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 model shouldn't really matter <laughs> because you're getting you're getting out of pain. But people go, oh, you do massage, and I go, oh, yeah, I do I do that. But then our session is some massage, and then we do um, some corrective exercising. And then you talk about lifestyle and all that stuff uh, put to put together. But how did you how did you start? Um, I guess going from massage school because typically people that go from massage school they don't even touch Thai massage at all. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone take Thai massage and put it on video <laughs> for eight hundred hours yeah. and then start teaching other people and like kind of cracking other people's like kind of worldwide open as to how you can how you can deliver a service that they thought was only cable noodley, nudity nudity glide, like you would say. Yeah.
0: So you asked a question and I was I was dealing with uh you said what was linear thinking and then like you called it lateral, I think, thinking. So what I got from that is like you start here and you go to here, but then you went there's something like where you're looking at one industry and then extrapolating from another. It was kind of what I heard. I don't know if that's what you meant.
1: That, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly. So I don't know
0: what it is about me, but uh, I'll give you a quick uh, example. When I was at LSU in Louisiana, they had the, the quad, and the quad was this like central hub of buildings. And this was the geography building, and this was the chemistry building, and this was the math building, and this was the astronomy building and geology. And here's what I was really interested in. I was interested in interdisciplinary studies. I was like, no, 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 no. When does the English department hit physics? And when does physics hit chemistry? And when does chemistry hit astronomy?
2: Mm -hmm. When does
0: the astronomy hit, like, you know, poetry, basically? I was always, somehow, like, I was more interested in in that sort of conjunction. Um, E.O. Wilson is a biologist who has now passed away, miss him very much, um, I found a book at the library called Consilience, the Unity of Knowledge. And the consilience is that interconnection of all those things I just mentioned. He was dealing with that intellectually as a scientist, as a biologist. So I was already doing that uh, in addition to a lot of illegal drugs, which are all the rage now at microdosing levels. I wasn't taking <laughs> microdoses, I was, I was going to experience God directly with no intermediary. so you take that kid and I got into a car accident my health completely fell apart it was all soft tissue stuff doctors Mm -hmm. were like we can't give you pain medication because you're going to get addicted to it and I'm like dude I'm in pain What? Like, basically I knew you were going to become a junkie if you Mm -hmm. cannot figure this out so I dropped out of college and took all that free thinking and applied it to massage and body work that's what happened As I got through massage school, it was all the stuff on the fringes that started to like, wait a second, like this is way more broad than they gave us in school. Mm -hmm. Like there was this formulaic like service. You could get a massage envy, but it was like cranial sacral therapy and then time massage and then yoga and yoga was really mind blowing to me on a number of levels because Yoga flipped it around. Yoga was you working on yourself. And the more I looked at time massage and yoga specifically and the inner inner web of mobilization, stretch, strengthening, lengthening, working on your body, uh, sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system, breathing exercises,
2: I was like, man,
0: if you if you take these two disciplines and interweave them for an American audience, that's fundamentally what I teach. But the like, if you say yoga, they have a a mindset. If you say Thai massage, they have a mindset and to get them out of that torpor, to get them out of that locked in infrastructure, I'm like next level pain relief and I filed a trademark. Because I had to give them a new name because they keep comparing what I do to these other things. And I'm like, no, why don't we go do what? whatever this is? Does it make sense?
1: Yep. Yeah. well, yeah. I was gonna ask you, I was gonna ask you like like how you started doing that because I had the same thing. And, and similarly, I don't call it uh, uh, next level pain relief. Yeah. I say uh, the future of pain relief. <laughs> like, like, you, better fi- no- you better file a trademark. <laughs> Right, I mean, I got a college degree right now, but um, it's it's like similarly, I never studied philosophy. Now, now I'm kind of getting more into it because because I'm realizing that like there are just gaps, um, in like you were saying, there's like what I noticed was there was bodybuilding, right? There's there's bodybuilding. For me and I never actually did bodybuilding but I did bodybuilding style workouts however I started out doing martial arts right so I started out doing martial arts and when you start out doing martial arts there's like nothing there's almost nothing off limits because it's so it's so like Easter like you you can do the bodybuilder style workouts but then also we have breathing then we have all of the all of the energy healing and all of that stuff but then I did that while I was younger. And then I got more into okay, well, this is what you do. And then I played college basketball and all that. And and what ended up happening was I was deep inside of the world of strength and conditioning. But what I realized was that if I were to try to take this back to martial arts, I would be a robot. Like I realized, like I was, I was like missing like what you were saying with the uh, the the things I call it synergy, uh, like that mix everything together. So I started trying to figure out, like, okay, you know, how do I mix this all together? And it's just now cooking for me um, now that I now that I just like started just studying how, how to think, and that's why I started this podcast because I wanted to I wanted to know how other people thought because especially the stuff that you were that you were putting out, it's like. You are integrating like like you just said, you're integrating so many different so many different things together. And for me, I call that health. Yeah. Right? But when people typically think of health, it's like that box that you were talking about. It's the box of okay, I go to the doctor and then I do this thing and then like you just said, the doctors were like, well, I can't really do anything for you. But there's this whole other industry that's not filled with doctors, but filled with people that give you hands on experience and that actually have more time with you. Yeah. And like one of my bigger like dreams and goals is to change the healthcare industry to not be like sick care.
2: Ooh. All right. And, Let's and, take and, and, let,
0: let's take a quick pause so I can call you back. My my stuff's gonna time out. And again, yeah. I can I can cut this out um in post production. Let me pause yeah, yeah, this no, real quick and I'll call you right back. Okay. Thank you. So you're talking about um healthcare and then like it not being sick care.
1: Yes, yes,
0: yes. Oh, so um, that's its own podcast. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And, and that's why I want to just like breeze by it,
1: right? But um but but Basically, what what um, what my big overall goal is is to really just put the person, the individual, back in the driver's seat of their own health. Because I feel like the, the uh, just in general, we outsource our health, and this is the we don't know anything about our bodies, right? We we know we know like practically nothing about our bodies. The and, and American
0: also, educational uh, system—it's amazing.
1: Great. Right. <laughs> we know almost nothing about our bodies, yet we use our body to do everything and then I remember like trying to get you know my massages covered by um by by insurance and it was just like w- one thing that I got was like insurance is mostly for like damage control and not getting ahead of the problem so basically my goal is to is to get to get people to start thinking before they have the issue because regular medicine is there and it's absolutely necessary but i feel like um there are so many other steps that people can go to um to actually day-to-day maintain themselves and i feel like that information is given very vaguely like drink water and um, (laughs) like uh exercise and maybe do We're some miss, yoga. We're licensed is-
0: massage therapists. We cannot recommend that our people drink water. <laughs> <laughs> He's, these right. are the things that massage therapists concern themselves with. <laughs> exactly
1: that's that's exactly why i got so many other like certifications and 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 why you know you could just do things online because i could have a video talking about it I'm not suggesting that anybody does anything but like i don't know I, I i i suggested that maybe people should drink water and now this client drinks water and they feel better yeah. <laughs> yeah so overall big picture that's that's uh that's what i what i would like to do um with the industry or, or just 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 not the industry, but, but really like my impact on the world. Um, and I was wondering what impact on the world would you like to, uh, would you like to, uh, to leave? I mean, I've, I've experienced some of your impact, but I just want to know, like, you know, are you close to where you think it is? No, no. My,
0: my, my goals are so lofty. We're not even, we're not
2: scraping 1% of what I think is possible. Um, Trying to think of like you know what does this look like, and
0: I think for part of me, m- maybe it'll be similar to you. Like right now, my main marketplace is teaching massage therapists and trying to drag them into the future, kicking and screaming, by the way, because they're like we don't we don't like this, and I'm like, where'd you find me?
2: Oh, <laughs> how did you know about what I teach? Oh, but. Oh,
0: when I teach a class in person, as mm. soon as lunch starts, they all do this. <laughs> and I go, so why do we use this to market? And they're like, oh, um, I think fundamentally the time Massage Jam in Austin. Uh, I contacted somebody today, by the way, about having a jam in Austin, uh, like reconvening because we stopped before COVID. Yep. Yeah. My real goal wasn't just to teach massage therapists. My goal was to basically unleash time massage on the West, was to mm-hmm. like encourage like in a couple's massage format to get people to start doing this stuff, like so Sue and and, and and John could like work on each other. So it's like couples mm-hmm. massage on steroids. It was having these events all across the United States. So that massage therapists could get clients, but the public could learn more about their bodies and connect with people like you. It was much loftier than just the massage industry. I feel like that's only a sliver of what's actually possible. And putting the information in people's hands really empowers them to be able to work on themselves. I think Mm -hmm. what you said about healthcare. I say that occasionally to students and they're just kind of like, man, I don't even know. Dude, Robert is crazy. Like he,
1: he keeps, (laughs) he keeps
0: talking about having like next level pain relief studios, but he won't open a next level pain relief studio. And, Mm -hmm. and that's caused like massive confusion because this is my business right now.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, I'm an online, uh, info product supplier. That's what I do for a living now. And they're like, no, but we want class in person. And I'm like, pay me thousands of dollars. And they're like, Oh, it's really expensive. I'm like, cool. So you can study with me online for $7 a month. And they're like, Oh, but I don't want just video. And I'm like, so you don't want to see everything that I've taught since 2007. They're like, it's too long. And I'm like mastery. Sorry. It's going to take a lifetime. Yeah. The goal was to set the shit free. This is not a secret. I tell students this in the subscription all the time. Like other educators have even done this. This is, this is how bipolar the industry is. I talk to someone about the subscription and they're like, you don't give them everything, do you? And I'm like, yeah, I just record the whole class and stick it online. And they're like, oh, but they're not going to pay you. And I'm like, you just told me they can't learn online. So which is it? Mm-hmm. If they can't learn online, then why the hell am I worried about putting all the content online? Yeah. All the people who pay me seven bucks are paying me fourteen bucks, and a hundred bucks, and a thousand bucks, and beyond the bucks, because they want to come take class in person and go to a retreat. Like it's not digital or in person; it's both. Right. But the whole thing is, I didn't want someone who got sick like I did to be in pain needlessly because doctors and the Western medical establishment completely failed them. I was like, here, you can you can learn to work on each other. Yeah, it, it's the antidote to a million things in the culture, even even beyond healthcare. But it's like massage therapists, for better or worse, are like on the front lines of a, a huge host of issues. And much like you, you you could have gone to school for physical therapy, but mm-hmm. did you want to spend five years or more getting your PhD and then did you want to be under the thumb of insurance companies telling you how to like basically forcing you into this paradigm because of the debt you were in?
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, that that's, that's like the, um, that's, that's the exact thing. Like how I knew I didn't want to do physical therapy school was because I had to do internships at physical therapy places. I had this idea of what physical therapy was, and I went to Penn State, right? And up there, I went to uh, the first clinic I went to, they focused on lymphedema, right? So that was super. I was like, I was like, somebody help me because I couldn't do if this is what I have to deal with, like where are the ACL injuries? Where where are the where are the people that lost hip mobility? Like where are those people? And um it just happened to be that first one. Then I went to another one um in New Jersey in East Brunswick and um I went there and what I saw there was like, my, I had to do other internships to graduate, but it was mind-blowing. I was like, I'll never do another one of these internships again, because what I saw there was, um, and they would, or the, the physical therapist would come out, they would, they would evaluate somebody for the first time, and then the physical therapist's aides would do everything else. However... You met with a physical therapist aide for one, maybe two times. And then when you came in, they might do do a little ice pack, do a little heat, maybe give you the lightest massage I've ever seen and not really paying attention or asking questions about that stuff. And then you had this worksheet and you did exercises and things on your own. And I was like, are they only getting away with this because insurance is paying for it? Because as a trainer right in a gym, I was also working at a, um, in a gym at the, uh, after that. And I realized like trainers that did that, just like put their people on machines and wasn't paying attention to them, they lost all their clients. But in physical therapy, they're consistently paid for it and people are showing up. And, and one thing that like frustrated me personally was that I saw people that could only get eight, to if you had really good insurance, maybe you got 12 visits right? But if you have a, a ACL tear, you're not getting better in 12 visits. I'm sorry. Like, it's just not, it is, it's not, you're not getting to a hundred percent. And I, and I constantly saw people in that, in like, not in physical therapy, all like all physical therapy, because I have physical therapists and chiropractic friends that do really good work, but they're all out of network. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you, you have to end up paying for the actual work because the other way, it's like you go in and it's just a revolving door. They do like some little stuff and then and then you're out. And then when you leave, you're like good enough to where you can function in life, but no performance. And yeah. I'm all about performance. And th- this was like frustrating the hell out of me. And then that's when I started doing all the stuff online and basically showing people like how you can do better. Because I started getting a lot of people that go to a physical therapist and a chiropractor weekly. And they're like, well, I have this thing. And I'm like, okay, come to me. We do a session. And I was doing like 30 minute and 45 minute sessions. But then when I got your reboot, you were doing three hour sessions, two hour sessions. Yep. And that was a game changer yep. because now I charge more, obviously. And then people could actually get real help. And they didn't yep. need to come to me every week, yeah. which, was, which was crazy. The the longer
0: sessions were a pushback to working at a chiropractor's office. I was so happy when I moved to Texas that there was a chiropractic establishment. There were massage schools in Austin. Um, I got jobs working for chiropractors, all of which who went, what the hell is time massage? We never Listen, hippie, we need you to do the massage the way the massage is supposed to be. And they only gave me 30 minutes or an hour. And I became a brutally efficient mechanic. But... I was like, man, this shit is just putting Band-Aid on a tumor. Like, this isn't, like, this is just not enough for the compound. It's like, I got problems with my low back, problems with my upper back, problems with my elbow. I'm like, I can't address this in 30 minutes. What's right. what's hurting you worst? Okay, we're going to work on that. And then once I hooked them, they just come back and bill insurance, but the entire parameter was being shaped by the insurance industry and what mm-hmm. the insurance would pay and what the chiropractor could make. So in private practice, I went crazy and said, nope. I didn't, I didn't put a table on my website, it was all time massage and the sessions were only two hours. Everybody mm-hmm. thought I was nuts and the business kept growing. On my, in other words, I worked at the chiropractor's office but this kept growing. Esen- essentially, this got to a point, I extended the session to three hours Massage therapists were the ones who were like, "Nope, people won't pay for that." And I'm like, <laughs> My bank account says otherwise."
2: yeah."
0: And the thing is, it's like it was a pushback because I was like, "No, why can't I, as an artist, why can't I craft the service that people are willing to pay for?" And then mm-hmm. I cut out the intermediary. Like, I don't need the medical establishment to tell me what I can and can't do with this client and help them and educate them. And it didn't mean it was for everybody. It wasn't for every massage consumer. But the people who were in chronic pain were like, dude, why aren't massage therapists doing this? And we get to the famous thing that I won't say.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think um, like something that you just said was um, as an artist. And i think that's because most people in massage just or just like healthcare industry in general don't take on part of that view that that this is something like you're not a robot right because i know i know like i had um people looking in on my sessions when i was in massage school but i was already like i was already studying massage and and some Thai massage and different kinds of manual therapy before i got into massage school like i already knew what I wanted to do and people were looking at me like, Oh, you can't do that. I was like, I'm already doing it. It's too late. Like, like, why can't, why can't I do this? If the person on the table or mat is not complaining about it, they're actually liking it and wanting more of it. Like in, in my, uh, in massage pool, I actually ended up doing like almost table time with the people. Because, because people are like, oh, my back hurts. And I'm like, I can't really get your back like that if I can't move your limbs around. Obviously, I'm not going to ask you to do any exercises here because <laughs> of, of the situation, but you don't even, you can you keep your clothes on and we could just go through some, some general releasing of things and you have a neck issue. We don't have to spend five minutes. We can spend an hour on the neck and then all of a sudden you won't have to come back next week. Yeah. And the week after that, and, and like, obviously sometimes it's not the greatest for retention weekly, but long-term retention, it was great. Ah,
0: and see, and that's a very key point to me. Like I had, I, I had a kid in massage school one time I gave a talk and he's like, but if your clients get better, they won't come back. I'm like, D- when the clients get better, do you know what the Google reviews read like? Right. Like, dude, this is not like, there is no shortage of pain. I ain't gonna run out of clients anytime soon.
2: Yeah,
0: like this isn't like I need to. I need a recurring revenue stream. Like no, if I help people with pain, then I get more people who come in with chronic pain, and then I'm like trying to, you know, for me, I had to start selling recordings of working on people in pain because I was Mm -hmm. like, dude, I'm trying to like (laughs) figure this out so I'm not swamped.
1: Right. Yeah. So um. So one thing I wanted to ask was was um. Where do you see the industry um, the industry moving towards? Because obviously, you know, like the whole I don't really want to say the nineteen deal, right? Nineteen? <laughs> what? Uh, the, the 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 COVID deal, right? Oh um,
2: nah. yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. But but that kind of that kind of like stopped a lot of a lot of things. But people are people are getting over that. But it kind of changed how people are like. Are basically viewing everything, right? And where do you see the massage industry going? Like, um, or, or I guess a better question would be, where do you want to see the industry moving to? Because, yeah, that, that's probably a better question that I want the answer to. So first this one.
0: is this is exceedingly complex, and I'm I'm going to try to word this in a way that's not going to get me in a massive amount of trouble. I think that the massage industry is. If things do not radically change, it's going to die. Mm. And the reason it's going to die is because of facilities like Stretch Lab and Stretch Zone. Um, mm. I had a school contact me because they wanted me to come teach a class, and then I was telling them, you know, what the class was and how much it costs. Because they contacted me, by the way. Sorry, I just dropped my phone. i got to move some stuff. So <clears throat> they contacted me, and I said, yeah, I, I can teach uh, Thai Massage at your school, like, you know, I was kind of just going back and forth with them. And they said, well, we don't really want you to teach time Massage. We want you to teach, like, stretching. Can you teach stretching? And, and we don't want any mat. Can you teach it on a table? And I'm like, dude, why? Like, in my head, I'm going, why are you contacting me, telling me you want somebody to teach time Massage, and now you want to change it? And what the, the young lady said was, well, we want to we keep up with where the industry is going. And I literally wanted to be like, listen, the industry is going towards people who take a 2-day stretchology class, become mm-hmm. certified stretchologist and never going to massage school. That's where the industry is going.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I didn't say it because it'll, you know, win me no friends, but there are some fundamental problems with the massage industry that no one wants to address. Mm-hmm. The therapist's I, hands hurt. I'm like, we, I've already solved that problem. Mm-hmm. They're like, the clients aren't improving well. I'm like, I've already solved that problem. Massage is too sexualized. I'm like, I've already solved that problem. I haven't had a client take off clothes in eight years. And mm-hmm. the mas- entire massage industry is essentially going, nope. What you teach, Robert, is not massage. And I go, great. Then we don't need licenses in all 50 states. Next.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: like keep fucking with me next like I don't know what to tell you guys my clients are the ones it's the clients the therapists go I don't understand this is it's not what you were taught in school I know we're going to move on the clients would go dude I don't understand this shit is way better than massage why aren't why aren't massage therapists doing this and I go for that reason I don't want to say <laughs>
1: You know, it was funny i actually worked at stretch lab and before yeah. before me going into like like i'm re-bringing back in um like we're i guess in a stage of build up back of of all the manual therapy work because i was working at a place called restore over here but they got rid of the stretching but it was it was interesting because everything that you're saying right i saw the industry doing that already i saw that before i thought Like, honestly, before I went to massage school, I thought that, like, I had, I did not get a massage before I went to massage school, right? I saw some of the stuff, and I knew that that was the license I would need to get. I watched some videos and stuff on it, but I thought that massage school would basically equip you like
2: massage plus stretch lab.
1: Yeah. And... That wasn't the case, but I went in there with a, with a plan anyway. Like I already knew what I wanted to get out of it. Yeah. So I got, I got what I wanted. Right. And what I noticed when I got out, and I completely agree with you that it's going to die out because exactly what you said, exactly what you said was what people were, they're were like, what are you doing here? Like, um, like when I'm, when I'm working on it. because I'm basically using table tie. Yeah. And, and I'm on, a, on a little bench at strip lab. <laughs> and and people are like, this is way better than than massage. Except, like literally verbatim what you said. They're like, this is way better than massage. Like I'm gonna and, and I'm gonna cancel my massage my massage thing and come here. Yeah. I never planned it, and I never worked at a massage place just because I knew like I'd probably get fired because i don't, I don't I don't do the regular massage. Yeah. Um. And. Yeah, it was, it was just interesting how how exactly what I thought it would be. It wasn't that at all. It was like this clinging on to old old kind of like this is the, the are- death <laughs>
0: nails, man. We've always done it this way. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, the, the whole thing is, I think if you had to have me say it in a way that's a little bit more amenable to the massage industry – I think there's going to be increasing diversification of services offered. So hmm. right now in the United States, there is no mat-based facility. We're talking United States. There right. is no mat-based facility. There is no right. mat-based chain. There is no. It don't exist. Make sense? Yeah. So yeah. like I always do this. I'm like, where are the, where are the aquatic therapies? And they're like, what? And I'm like, watsu and aquatic therapies. That's a totally legitimate thing. But there's no major facility in the United States that offers it. Like I do this again and again and again, and I try to hammer this away at the students, and they have a kind of a pushback because I don't know, maybe I'm abrasive verbally or otherwise. Uh, okay. I don't, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure that out. I go to counseling. But anyway, the whole deal is if if I say in a class I talk about brand and I say, hey guys, so to talk about brand, I have to use examples. They under Understand, and I go listen. You guys want to go get a hamburger, and they're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Where you want to go?" And they're like, what a burger? I go, "What about In and Out?" Ah, I don't like In and Out. This is Texas. This is a big like battle. Like they're they're gonna go, <laughs> go gonna go to war over this because they love Whataburger and they hate In and Out. I'm like Wendy's, Fuddruckers, Freddy's Frozen Custard. Uh, just like y- you can just you know like list McDonald's. Burger King, you can list all these different companies that basically sell as their main product, a hamburger fry and a drink, right. but they're all very distinct brands.
2: And then I go, now how many brands of massage are there? And they're like, what? And I go, massage. Yeah. There's, well, massage envy, hand in stone. And I'm like, what does the public know? Hamburger. Mm -hmm.
0: Commodity massage. There Mm -hmm. is no not yet. There's not the differentiation. And then while I was trying to drag therapists towards table tie, stretch lab, stretch zone, all this shit started to open up, and I went, Oh my fucking God, (laughs) you have got to be. And here's the thing: massage therapists right now will argue with me. Nope. Our state board is cracking down. They're gonna shut down these stretch facilities. And I'm like, good luck. (laughs) <laughs> if you if you think that's gonna happen, oh do not hold your breath.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I was in the industry, yeah. I was literally there when they only had a few and I saw what they're planning what they were planning to open and this was before COVID. This was like maybe three years ago. Yeah. And everything that they said was happening happened during COVID. It opened up, so they're not going away. If anybody's listening, but they're not going away.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I've had people contact me, like, they will be a yoga teacher or something, and they're, like, kind of interested in studying what I do, and then they're, like, you know, should I go to massage school? And I'm like, hold on. It depends on what your long-term goals are. If you don't want to necessarily have your own private practice, but you kind of want to do what I teach, but you want to do it in a table... I was like, you can go to Stretch Lab and take a course in like a week, basically, and then just work at their facility. And they're like,
2: oh, no, but, you know, but I need a license, right? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Depending on what you want to do, by the way.
0: (laughs) Like, if you want to advertise massage, don't do massage without a license. I'm not encouraging anybody to do that. The debate is, what is massage? And I was a philosophy student. I can take 500 micrograms of LSD and think about that shit for 24 hours. And it's (laughs) totally fine, don't bother me a bit. Don't bother me at all. But the differentiation in the marketplace will happen. The brand battles have started. And one of the frustrating things I have with massage therapists is like, massage therapists don't own Massage Envy. Massage Mm -hmm. therapists don't own Soothe. Massage therapists don't own zeal. Massage therapists don't own any of this stuff. It's always people who come in from outside with innovative ideas like stretch lab and stretch zone.
2: Man.
0: Yeah. Man. Then Man. therapists will do this. I see them online. They go, I want a stretch routine. And I'm like, hey, here's my, my Thai massage stuff. And they're like, nah, that's not, I don't know, Rob. Thai massage just isn't my style. And I'm like, great, because I'm told I don't teach Thai massage either. and they're like what but it's time massage and I'm like what is time massage and then I go on back to work because they're making all these weird assumptions about stuff instead of like really digging into the heart of the matter I am not an expert in martial arts I don't sit down and have conversations about the differences between Wing Chun Taekwondo Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Muay Thai which is superior which is you know I like I just found my area all I did with clients is i said listen are you in pain let's address it and i addressed it through completely legitimate means under my massage license i'm not doing anything out of scope of practice but mm. the packaging of the service was completely different especially mat based they're like whoa you don't even use a table and i'm like oh no we we evolved way, oh, we're way past that to an industry that's based on table cream, glide, and nudity, table cream, glide, and nudity—that makes me a complete pariah. They're like, nope. We—I've been told flat out what you offer is is amazing, but it's not what we do here. In other words, our entire industry is based on selling fossil fuel-powered cars, and you come in here with an electric, and I'm like, but this is superior. It doesn't like, and they're like, no. We're gonna we're gonna do what we've always done and I'm like Good luck. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's so it's so interesting that, that you said that um you know the people from outside of the of the industry come and innovate because as a like my background before I got into any sort of manual therapy
2: was Wait, hold on. Your
0: your your audio I, I, cut up for me for a second there. You said your background was in what?
1: Uh, was in personal training. Like yeah. like training, like physical training. Yeah. Right. So as a trainer, if somebody if there's something wrong with somebody, like let's just say their hamstring or or their neck or something like that, right? This session I could do something, but I can't, you know, massage therapy. Let me let me go ahead and Go to uh, go to the table room, close the door, and, and all of that. Like like yeah. it just it's inefficient. It's like an old old model. It's like it, it's it's out there. <laughs> yeah. completely outdated. But um, I, I want to ask you about um also what do you what do you think about the future of of uh, like the internet and delivering these things? Because obviously you know with there's always innovation. Of course, tech is always booming. And um what I see now is is like a lot of people just adopting adopting like web three, like NFTs and uh yep. and crypto and all that. Is there is there anything do you study any of that or plan on adding any of that into your business? Cause I know you're kinda of like yeah, forward. Yeah, I've
0: already I've already looked at NFT technology wondering if I could make like a class that was an NFT um you know stuff like that and frankly right now the way the blockchain is is set up the files would be too big so it's not really feasible um it works better for like small like art you know like a visual kind of stuff um
2: there are a lot of layers i think that um how do i say this so i don't think that the
0: personal service of massage will necessarily go away in my lifetime. In other words, I work on you; you work on me. Um, I think, mm-hmm. if anything, there may be an increasing need for that. The more and more and more we're like interacting with technology, right? Um, because now it's like a uh, food. Like we could st- we could stay home and cook our own food, but then people go out to a restaurant at that point where the robots are serving. But it's it's have personal connection with people. Imagine that AI got so strong and we had robots that did um, like cooking. Okay. But you chose to go to the restaurant where, whoa, they've got an all-person staff. They don't even use robots. And now you make a choice to have this, I'm going to go out and do this specifically because I want the customized personal experience of dealing with people. Make sense? Um, I think a big thing that massage schools in particular and educators don't see is increasingly, I think, that online is going to eat education. Education, not just in the massage industry, by the way. Education is fucked. And if you think this technology is not going to eat that, like, I have conversations with students and they're like, well, where did you go to school to learn this? And I'm like, YouTube. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) YouTube is the entrepreneur's university. I can go search for like crazy keywords to try to figure out stuff because when it comes to information delivery, um, like I had a student contact me, uh, I think because of my Facebook or YouTube videos or something. And they were like, man, your stuff is better than what we learn in school. Like you can put graph, you can put the anatomy on the screen. And I go, great. That's the, that's the whole point. Like what I want is to get tens of thousands of young people following me online, studying with me online for seven bucks. I'm forming their conception, and before they, they plop their ass down in massage school and sit down on their tukus, they go, I want to study with Robert Gardner. And I go, because you've already opened their mind to the fact that the mat is a, is a potential option. Does it make sense? Right now, massage schools are teaching primarily, and this isn't to criticize schools, they have a very difficult task, getting the students in Texas through a 500-hour program to get them to pass the MBLEX. But what's happening, remember we talked about insurance and the way it's squeezing the service? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: The rules and regulations and passing the MBLEX and massage school and student loans is squeezing the service down into this packaged, commodified service of table cream, glide, and nudity that that student needs to be able to leave there and go work at massage Envy without any additional training. Makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. But yeah. The, re- the reason why I was asking about the NFT stuff is because, I mean, I, I, I kind of like the, the whole, the whole web three kind of deal. Um, but what I was realizing with the, uh, with, with web three, it's basically like, um, being, being able to like, you're, you're saying you're getting a, a, a trademark, right? NFTs are basically like a trademark, right? Like, so that's that's why I was was asking that question. Because I mean, obviously, you know, there's a bunch of artwork and stuff, but one thing that I've seen just in general, because I was, because I'm involved with some people, they basically sell an NFT and it basically gives you um, access to certain, certain of of, uh, other people's IP. Yeah. Right? So-
0: like and and I'm not an expert on this, but let me let me open up NFT technology to people who are watching and who don't quite understand or whatever. Um, there may be a way, for instance, where I, I sell a ticket, and this was from a local coffee shop. I ordered some coffee, and then they sent me a little card with each coffee. And every time I sit down and drink the coffee, I'm like reading about where it's from. And this was from El Salvador, and I'm finding mm-hmm. out how the beans were grown. But if you sell yeah. an NFT version of this, it can allow yeah. you, as a ticket, access to certain stuff. So instead of me selling an NFT course, I can sell a piece of some, some local Austin artist. We can get their artwork, have an NFT connected to the ticket, and now there's a specific online class, but you can only get access to 100 people.
1: Exactly. Who get the yep. exactly?
2: that that's, that's exactly it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: um, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of all the questions that I had, um, that had lined up. I mean, this was, this was definitely a good conversation and I'm glad we got to, uh, got to connect. Was there, was there anything else you wanted to kind of bring up or let the people, let the people know?
0: (laughs) And in regards to, uh, whether there's anything additionally, I'm a philosophy student. I can talk and read and write for forever. Podcast is a good format for me because I'm verbal. Um, this could be taken into so many different areas and increasingly I'm interested in talking to people with, like you who have different ideas, people in different industries. There are some yoga therapists that I'd really like to have some conversations with because I think that fundamentally they're on the cutting edge of the stuff and the services of the future in some senses, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of a, I don't know, for the massage industry, it's a weird thing. Like what I did years ago, remember we talked about the workbook? Um, I remember thinking at one point, this is me. I'm I'm the guy. I'm the guy teaching from four cameras, doing an online apprenticeship, like flipping camera angles live, working with students. And they're like, what? And I'm like, you live in Canada, but I'm going to run four camera angles through Zoom, and I'm going to teach you live. And I'm literally talking to their client, helping them work on their client, and they're watching me work on Kristen, and they're like, holy shit, I don't even have to travel. And I'm like, (laughs) now, what I did was years ago is I went, okay, 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 Robert, you say to yourself that you can't teach online. Like it's a hands-on discipline. It'd be like, I don't know, learning Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu online and only online. I'm like, no, 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 no you can learn online if you have a basis and there's some understanding and you can extrapolate by watching a video or whatever. It's, it's more like digital supplementation than it is like replacing it. So to myself, I said, Robert, um, do we think the internet is going to grow or get smaller? And I said, mm-hmm. I think it's going to grow. And I'm like, then you need to eat that real estate as fucking fast as possible. And I'm Mm. running four camera angles and I spend more of my work week editing video than I do seeing clients or teaching students.
2: Mm.
0: Like this stuff is not going away. Like I'm running around like a madman with my phone talking to students about TikTok. And they're just like, "Uh, no, I don't want to be a TikTok entertainer. And I'm like, do you want to be rich and famous? Do you want to be able to work on Oprah? Do you want to work on the clients that you want to work on? Get to work.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's a that's definitely a good good
1: message. Just start putting stuff out. <laughs> like just 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 keep just keep putting stuff out and actually put stuff out, I feel like, especially in a in massage uh, business. Like the, you know,
0: the biggest the biggest holdback I see is they go, but people are gonna judge me. And I go, yeah, and those people are losers.
1: Yeah.
0: So like, like,
1: uh, nobody sees it, like, like people are, like, oh, are going to judge me. The internet is so fast. Like it's so, it's so quick. Like even, even me just like, I put out a video and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be good or not. I even forget I put out the video. Like if I forget, I know nobody else is going to remember. So I, I think, I think you, the volume that you put out and the speed in which you do it. and and, um, it, it, gets rid of the, it gets rid of the, the, uh, the kind of, oh, I'm holding back. Like, oh, I, what about this? What about that? It's like people don't even care. They just want the information. And I think that's one thing that I definitely, uh, not, I think it's definitely one thing that I got from you is like the speed of implementation and always just like, like Gary B. I mean, I could, I could guess that you learned something from him, I guess, because it's like document and, and just document the process. It's like you're already doing it. You just yeah. press
0: like there's we talked about in the beginning about having like people beyond massage therapists doing the stuff I teach and mainly it was in reference to like couples working on each other it's kind of democratizing information it's not about like getting people without licenses to do it it's like it's getting people to understand that like when people go to a couples massage class people know that these couples aren't like doing massage on people and charging but they're right. learning enough to be able to learn about anatomy, learn about their bodies, and learn about touch so they can work on people. And right. they can do way more because, well, they're around each other all the time. Like massage can, can be kind of expensive. It's not within the, the price range of everybody. A big right. thing about setting up my subscription service was like, what can everybody on earth afford? And I was like, seven bucks, let's do it. And people were like, dude, you, are you crazy? You, like they, this is the biggest fight in my entire business. They're like, you have to raise the subscriber fee. And I'm like, scale it globally, and they're like, no, but you gotta charge more. And I'm like, scale it globally, and they're like, no, but
2: people, oh. Uh, how is how
1: is it having to deal with with that like on? Almost uh, every it's it's, it's turning me into an alcoholic.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like you know every recommendation you give people, they're just like.
2: Ah.
0: Well, I mean, the thing is, for me, it's fairly simple. It's like work on a mat, use the Internet. You know, those are fairly simple things. But fundamentally, I think it's a game changer for an industry that's stuck in a brick and mortar model. So Mm -hmm. I just think it's a very different message. You know, it's like I can go into a massage school and there is a sign up and it says no phones. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I go, you're taking the most important information distribution technology on earth that's ever existed and making it forbidden? And they're like, well, there are naked people here. And I'm like, like, literally, I'm not lying. I've had to fight massage schools because I filmed my classes. And they're like, we don't allow that here. And I'm like, so is it my class or is it your class? <laughs> 'Cause last yeah. time I checked, I don't have anybody take off clothes and I'm filming this thing. And if you don't like it, I'll pack up my shit and go home.
2: Yep.
0: It's like the thing is that's a very like it's a different model. That's the thing. I'm I'm probably more like stretch lab than I am massage, if that makes sense. And that's okay. what part of the problem has been for years is like there's a packaging issue where it's not completely catching with massage therapists. They're kind of grumbling. It's not completely catching with, like, couples massage or online training. Like, one of the things I wonder is Stretch Lab and Stretch Zone and some other major stretch facilities continue to grow. Are there, stre- are there people working at Stretch Lab and Stretch Zone who want to work for themselves and want to study with me online?
1: Uh, yeah, there probably, probably are. Like, and like, wh- and
0: why, why are they not currently studying with me?
1: um they don't know about you like like so 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 to be honest right i was i was in that i was in that same. it's like like people were looking at the work that i do because they give you like a format to do but you know that's your first if if working at stretch lab is your first time doing any of this stuff everything's new to you but then they see me doing the stuff that i was doing and it's just it's normal like I massage stuff that you that you do which seems so mundane and easy for you to do but just just being able to act like like um one thing is that you know when you do a time massage you're asking a lot of questions you're qualifying in the stretch in the stretch stretching world you ask people questions but but like they don't because it's a two-day certification people believe that this is this is the pinnacle they literally teach you 24 stretches or whatever it is they teach you 24 stretches or maybe 30 but it's somewhere around there, and then that's it, and they give you a format. When you show somebody that you can freestyle, based off of what somebody says is a lot different. It's just like the massage therapist that can only follow, that can only, um, follow you know, the, the, the neck, arms, <laughs> uh, you know, front of the body, front of the legs, and then flip over, right? For you, you might work on somebody, you, you might make them flip, and then you might make a flip again, and then flip back. And I did that all the time. And people were following, they're like, This is not in the manual. I'm like, You're working on a person. <laughs> like, <and laughs> so, so I think. It's not I, in I, the manual. <laughs> I, that, that's literally like, like uh, the place that I was working at in, the, in stretch lab, like, I would show people more, more stretches and extra because people would just look at me and watch what I'm doing. Like in, in the model of the model of the stretch lab is basically like everybody's getting work done in an open space. Yeah. So that was, that that was, that was pretty interesting because before that I only worked like, you know, just like this or it, the most open space was on a gym floor, which was fine yeah. for a lot of people. A lot of people didn't, they were like, I just want the work done. And it actually was, was a little bit more inviting when they weren't in that space and they got to see what other people do. Cause you see so many different like, flavors and, and styles. And I think, um, I mean, we could have a conversation off camera about helping you to get some of those people for sure, um, but people are interested in the information. The, the thing is, they have like, their continuing education stuff and it's not teaching them more stuff. It, it's like, it's not teaching them more, I guess, I guess the biggest thing is that the questions that you ask and like I've learned through, throughout the time is like, normally when somebody's getting massage, sure, you have like a conversation with them, but most of the time they're not asked, okay, is this pressure good? Is it better higher or lower? Is it better more to the right or to the left? And, and I've been doing that for a couple of years and people are like, well, nobody's ever really asked me that. And even though people are going through all of this training, they're still never actually working with people. So if, if you could maybe show how you're, you're literally, working on people and, and and like actually seeing how how you're getting real time feedback on what the people want, that would be more beneficial. Because somebody would be like, oh the, ne- the neck the They only know two neck stretches, but they could just change the angle of the neck stretches. And people don't really think of that. They're like, oh I just know the stretch. Okay, okay, so move it up a little bit. You might hit you, you, you might hit like you know, there's a or,
0: a battle yeah. in education <clears throat> when you said follow the manual. There's a battle in education. Remember I talked about that duality that I get frustrated with? Mm -hmm. It's like, is it a sequence or is it improvisation? (laughs) Because I keep teaching sequences to get them started, and they're like, well, how do I improvise? And then I teach them how to improvise, and they go, I don't understand, what's a sequence? Yeah. And I'm like, why don't you communicate with the client and be intimate with them and work on them? And they're like, "Oh." This is hard, and I go mastery. Take does that,
2: yeah.
1: But for me, me, I I find that it is just like easier because I don't want somebody to walk away from the session wondering, and I'm wondering, did it help them? Like in in this type of stuff that I do, I always test and retest. Like they'll come in, they're like, oh, this hurts in my squat. Okay, we do a squat. I get you on a table or on the mat, and we do the thing, and we do the squat again. Does that hurt? okay, did it move? Did it move up? Did it move down? Is it more intense? Is it less intense? Like, and that's just like a small thing, but most times it's not, that's not addressed. People just stay on the table and they run their little sequence and hopefully it did it in enough time. And it's, and it's like, that, that, um, like I was trying to express earlier like the, the, uh, the linear thinking is not, is not really taught. And I think that's the, that's the one part. Um, that's one of the main things that I got from watching your stuff was that um, was the was that there was a, not a sequence? You were working on a person. Like I was already doing that before, but but it solidified that that is a better model. Like there's a clear difference. We could do the same. You could give somebody a sequence, and then you know they go to somebody and say, "Does this hurt?" You know, with everything that I just explained, and it, it gives massive clarity. And as a therapist. You know now that before the person leaves, they already feel better. You don't have to wait and, and then at the end and go, uh, do you feel better? And then they have to like lie to you. When you constantly like check up and, and, and constantly have them like add just a little bit of motion or something in there to see if it still hurts. It's, you never, I never leave a session wondering whether somebody got better or not.
2: Yeah.
0: Kristen will have clients... And the clients will say, you know, do doctors prescribe this? Like this shit is better than physical therapy. Like what is, you know, that, that sort of thing, because the clients recognize this service. It's like this, they're like, this is the massage I always wanted, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to ask for it or or whatever it is, however they say it in their layman's, you know, language. Yeah. I think Stretch Zone and Stretch Lab got half of it right. I agree. Table, cream, glide, and nudity. They got rid of the nudity, got rid
2: of the cream, got rid of the glide, but they kept Mm -hmm. the table. And I'm like, the future? Matte base. It's coming. Again, what
0: hop dotties, In and Out, Whataburger—all these brands. There, yeah. there will be an increasing differentiation in the bodywork
2: marketplace. People are going to want different services. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, who provides them? And I went, okay, I'm not going to sit around and wait for somebody else
0: to change my world. I'm mm-hmm. going to change it. Yep. And it's like, do I know exactly what's going to happen? No. My my business doesn't look anything like what I started. But I keep going train, teach, share, film, edit, push it out, push it out, push it out. And it just continues to grow and like morph. I know mm. that I'm helping more people. And even from an information distribution standpoint, you're able to put out more because of digital distribution, right.
2: yeah.
0: and and then for me, as uh, even though I have an in-person business, I see clients, I teach classes. Like, why wouldn't I want to market and advertise this?
2: Because that's what all the social media and video is. Yep. Big big advertising, and you're not having to spend a lot of money on
1: it. Well. Yeah. well You make the initial (laughs) investment for the for for the for the equipment, but then after that,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, students in class always ask me like, "What what, kind of camera do I use?" And I'm like, "Your phone." They're like, "Well, what kind of camera do I need for the photos?" I'm like, "Your phone." Like, when I have a pod podcast, I'm like, "Your phone."
1: Like, dude,
2: like you were saying,
1: the phone. I literally do everything off of this. The podcast through the phone. All the videos through the phone. Editing through the phone. Like They have apps for that. You just get one with an... I always get one with the best camera, and that's it.
0: <laughs> it's... I mean, it, and it continues to evolve. The other thing is, I was born in 1977. I played Atari as a kid. We're communicating via space technology. I could... In science fiction, you could see it. But I played Missile Command as a kid. Like, <laughs> like this, I you knew it was ch- like because I saw 8 bit Nintendo and then I saw 16 bit Nintendo and then I saw Nintendo 64 and then it was a PlayStation and then it was a Genesis and it was like on yeah. and on and on. And it kept like, dude, I didn't see Twitter, YouTube, no, no, like this was science fiction, right? But this is all just a normal part of communication in 2022. I'm really interested to see, like you, t- you brought up NFTs. I'm really interested um, at 45 years old. Like what does the next, what does it look like in 2042?
2: Mm-hmm. 20 years from now, I'll be, I'll be, am I 45? Yeah, so I'll be 65. 20 years from now?
1: Yeah, I think I, about I think about that a lot. I'm like, I'm seeing VR, AR, um, all, all of that stuff. I'm interested in AR though. VR not so much because it takes you out of actual reality, but AR is going to be very, very interesting. Um, for, for the whole, for the whole world. That's the one thing that I'm interested to, uh, to like kind of get into for sure.
0: When I saw uh, Snapchat, Snapchat was before TikTok. When I saw, AR or augmented reality for the first time on tick on Snapchat where it was like filters. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I was, like it's hard to explain because now it's like, what do you mean? Like it was a big deal to put like a dog face? I'm like, dude, that did that didn't exist. Yeah. This this is new stuff. Right.
1: I mean, the future the future of AR is crazy. Like, yeah. basically, you'll put on glasses and you'll be walking around in the regular world, but there's another world on top of that. Like, you yeah. can walk around and you can have digital real estate just when somebody is wearing the glasses.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, that's what I think really about like, for,
0: for education in our industry, to pull it back to our audience, this is why I said I think education is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Eventually... I will get to the point where I'm not flipping camera angles. The student puts on glasses or a headset, and they can literally have a three-dimensional, 360-degree view of what I'm doing. They can literally yeah. walk around my mat and watch me working. Right. They can ask questions live. And I go, John, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm putting pressure right into gracilis, but I'm hitting the other section of like a Dr. Magnus, but I'm, I'm using more of the outside of my foot, not so much the broad arch right here. Then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shearing a, a direction, you know, like a little forward or back just to find out what's most engaging to their nervous system. Right. If, if I had that technology right now, what do you think happens to massage
1: education? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it completely changes. Like it completely changed. I mean, when I when I think about implementation of all that stuff, I'm always thinking like like I always like Iron Man, right? And how Tony Stark had that had that exactly. And then how we how had the um, the uh, I think he had like a suit on like a hologram, and he yeah. just turning it around. And then people are people are are have like a screen, and they're having a meeting with like holograms like walking around. And obviously that's that's, that's, that's like in the future but like once you can do that once that's available it's like everything is forever like it's all forever changed
0: yeah i mean i i was at a friend's place in a conway chad bolding and he's like yo man check this out and i put on the oculus and it was some game and you were you were shooting arrows at like trolls and goblins or whatever was running around in this world and and i just was like good lord (laughs) because <laughs> it's still, it's digital, but it was so immersive. Yep. It was like, you knew you weren't like in this world, but you were in this world enough to be really mesmerized and engaged to where at one point I like hit my leg on something because you're finding out the edge of this digital world and the physical world where you, you know, it's, you, you bump your leg on some furniture Mm -hmm. The, The future is coming, my choice was not to sit around and wait for people to put me out of business. My job was to put myself out of business. I had a job where I said, I can't teach online and now I teach online and I'm almost at the point where I'm like, I can't afford to teach in person. And if I say that to students, they're like, what? I'm like, guys, I'm telling you right now, not future technology, now. I tell students this all the time. I can teach 10,000 of you a day. Two hours a day, five days a week via live stream. I'll give you all the recordings and give you 500 hours of recordings every year. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm using technology currently to educate online, streaming over YouTube. I can teach 10,000 of you a day. And they're like, Aw, but what about in person? (laughs) Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on just one second. Hold on. So I don't know exactly where it's going, but again, the the thing I saw with the internet is like, this is going to continue to grow. I don't know exactly in what form, but I've been on the the fringe of like trying to grab it as fast as I can as it's growing. And I see an increasing... Divide in education specifically. It's not just massage education, by the way, it's education overall. People look at TikTok and they're like, I hate TikTok. And it's like, you hate global information distribution. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's just dancing girls. And I'm like, no, no, no.
1: You just don't follow the right people. Like- <laughs> this is
0: information distribution and it depends on who you follow.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's,
2: that's for sure. Yeah. That's, that's for sure.
0: So, anything else before we finish up?
2: Um,
1: no. I just thank you for your time. Um, and uh, yeah, they can, I, I, I they can reach
0: you at your website just above you, yeah, and they can probably. reach you at your social media just down below you.
1: Yeah, I, I would say I would say uh, if you want to get in contact with me, probably Instagram is the best is the best way to go. I mean, if you reach out to me on Facebook, I answer too, but I'm, I'm usually just on Instagram. Um, and yeah, I have a YouTube channel, but you know, just, just message me if you, if you're, if you're interested And in, also, I am in the Austin area. So um, if anybody is in Austin wants to connect.
2: Cool. Happy to connect with
0: <laughs> so listen, thank you so much for having the conversation. Uh, stay here. I'm going to shut this down and then go ahead and we can have a little chat just before I uh, let you go. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. It was a really uh, great, Jarrett, to have a conversation with you. Really appreciate all of you, and you have a great, great day.